The one thing I do notice, which I've noticed at other clubs, is when times are bad, then the fans will be getting on your back. At Windsor, that never seemed to happen. Like you could you could be on a bad run for weeks and weeks, but you'd never feel that pressure of the fans getting on your back. You know, um, and yeah, like, I think we all appreciated that. Welcome to our latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. This week, I'm speaking to a pair of brothers, Ryan and Jake Parsons. During the late 2000s, the guys helped us to Barks and Bucks Cup success and promotion back to the Premier Division. We discuss their time at Stag Meadow, where it's fair to say they became firm fan favourites. And I asked Jake what it was like to play in what was to become Windsor and Eaton's very final fixture. I hope you enjoy the episode. Guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's great to have you. Great to have you both on. Now, I want to start by asking you, what are you both up to now? Uh, either of you still pulling the boots on Jake? I did see on social media um, a rumor of you scoring a bit of a worldie playing for Slough Veterans. Any truth? <laughs> yeah, well, it goes without saying, doesn't it, Gigi? Um, <laughs> nah, to be fair, it was good. But yeah, I played in uh, in Sean Fraser's testimonial a, a number of weeks ago, and um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I managed to get through ninety minutes somehow. Um, oh, fair play, fair play. Yeah, I was like an ironing board for about a week after, and I'm not even exaggerating. Honestly, you know, like the blisters as well was unbelievable. It's the first time I've really kicked a ball properly for probably five years. So, um, but it was good. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. And it's a 3G pitch over there now as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, not great for my knees, but yeah, it's a good setup. Yeah, pitch is nice. If you can't plan that, you can't plan anything. But yeah, it was good. Was That's good. Incredible. And Ryan, what about you? Are you still, uh, you still putting any boots on? Yeah, only with mates and stuff. Yeah, like I just play a bit of power league over at Charvey on a Monday night and um, Wednesday evenings I play a bit of vets football. Um, a few of the old boys that used to play sort of with and against um, old lot sort of Uxbridge players, Marlow players, stuff like that. Just a local league, just a bit of a laugh, just sort of uh, keep myself ticking over really. Love yeah, it. don't get me wrong. I, I miss it a bit, but you know, you, you sort of realise I'm a 38 now, and I'm sort of clinging on for too long. You just got to let it go sometimes. So, uh, yeah, last season was my last one. I, I played a few games down at Binfield. Uh, obviously, I knew the lads from my time at Bracknell, and um, moved to the area as well. And um, yeah, then I realised I just couldn't be asked to start tra- to do training on Tuesday and Thursday. So I thought <laughs> I'll check it in. <laughs> well, let's let's rewind the clock. So let's take you back to the beginning. Um, so Brian, I'm going to start with you actually. So going back to the going back to 2003, you're in the academy at Wickham Wanderers. Yeah. How did, how did the move to Windsor come about? Well, uh, I was um, I was playing regularly for the sort of reserve team down at Wickham for the two seasons before that, and then we got a new manager coming. Um, in my third season there and I weren't playing as I weren't really getting many minutes in a reserve team. So I, I asked to go out on loan. Um, and I think there was a bit of a connection with obviously Dennis Green, who was manager at the time and, and Wickham Wanderers. And there was a few of the, um, 
old lads down there. I think uh, Dave Carroll, Matt Brady, um, players like that. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, opportunity came. And obviously, being I'm from Burnham myself, so Windsor being around the corner, I thought it was just an ideal opportunity for me to get some minutes under my belt um, and just start enjoying my football again, really. I'd, I'd sort of like, I was starting to slowly fall out of love with, love with it. And then, um, yeah, it was the best thing I could have done, really, at the time, um, going down there and playing alongside some good lads and just having having a bit of a laugh and playing, yeah, it was just playing men's football week in, week out. Yeah, it was a good time. And of course, you came in at the end that when you signed, if my memory serves me correctly, you, you came in just at the period um, we were in that FA Trophy run. Yeah, that's right. In fact, um, the, the night I signed was uh, Vauxhall Motors at home. So I think uh, it, that was, was it? The, it was around before the Aylesbury games. I'm not sure. I know it was quite far. It's one of the furthest that Windsor have got in the competition. Um, but I mean, that was uh, sort of a, a good eye-opener for me as well. And in the sense that, you know, like I went down there that evening to sign and it was a it was a full house down there. The atmosphere was good. Um, and just turning up there on that Tuesday night and seeing, seeing all the fans there and obviously getting the draw as well. And knowing that they've got that long journey, I, I mean, I know it's a long journey to Liverpool, but obviously the coach journey and all the lads looking forward to it and stuff. And it was just a good vibe around the club at the time. So it was, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a good time for me to sign. I mean, if it would have been a sort of rainy Saturday afternoon in front of 10 people, it might have been a different story. But yeah, I think that was a, a good little setup for my move to Windsor. And you mentioned like some of those ex-Wickham players, uh, like Matt Brady, etc. Then of course, like Jason Cousins, Dave Carroll, Keith Scott. Yeah. Like, what did you learn from playing alongside players of that calibre in, you know, at the beginning of your career and just, you know, having that opportunity to play alongside some of those players? You know, how what what did you manage to learn from, I guess, from that experience? Um it, it taught you to man up, really. Um, you know, obviously when you get sort of drip fed through the youth system into the reserves and that is all a bit sort of, you're always sort of worried about what to say to people and stuff. And, and obviously you got, and obviously it teaches you as well is to take criticism, you know, like obviously coming in, I think I was about 18 or 19 when I, when I was playing at Windsor with all these players and they've been there and done it. And obviously, you know, when they've got the experience that they've got that, if they're digging you out in a game, they're digging you out for a reason. And there's, there's nothing to take to heart. I mean, after the game, you're going to change your room after and they'll pull you to one side and they'd, they'd say, listen, like, it's not personal. Um, the only reason that we're digging you out is because we want you to learn. And they, they were great lads, you know, like obviously you look at Keith Scott's record, he's played in the premiership and, you know, scored at Anfield, I think he scored at Anfield, I think as well as mm-hmm. them. Obviously, Dave Carroll being the Wickham legend and that, and you just take everything that they say on board. Um, yeah, and it, that that was uh, it, it was it was just a case of it was a strength of personality, really, more than anything. Um, and just seeing that the seeing the way they do things in games, you know, making things look so easy, and it was just yeah, it was it was great to sort of like have a have that experience and being lucky enough to play with them at a young age.
And that first full season that year with a club, we got um, we got promoted. I mean, there was like I think four or five teams that got promoted because they regionalised yeah. leagues. But what was that first full season like? And I remember one standout game that win away at Lewis. But what were some of your memories in in those early years at Windsor? Um, to be honest with you, you know that you say that I actually forget the fact that that's uh, that we got promoted that year because it was yeah. it was a strange season. Uh, like I think if, across a few leagues, there was about five teams that went up. So um, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that one out. I'll just add that <laughs> to the list as well. Um, but no, it was, yeah, it was an enjoyable. There was, was a good good sides in the league that season. I think um, obviously Lewis and you see see where they, they. I think they ended up in the conference after a few seasons. After that, they were a good side. Um, and yeah, it was just really, really enjoyable times. Um, I, you know, it, it was just a joy to turn up to, to training, to games every week. And I think that was what it was. And a Greenie, actually, to be fair to Greenie, he got that out of everyone, you know, like because of his character, everyone knows what Greenie's like. And, you know, he, he just created that atmosphere around the club where like you just knew it was going to be a laugh turning up to training games. Um, and I think we took that out onto the field. And obviously, like, you just, you noticed when, when Dennis went as well out. And, and no disrespect to, like, Dave Carroll, obviously, he came in after and took over. Um, but obviously, Dennis had taken a few players and it was a bit of a rebuilding thing under under Dave Carroll after Dennis left. But Was, but that, yeah, a, that, was that a shock, Ryan, when, when Dennis went? Was that, was that, did yeah. I see that coming? Was that? You know, it was that. Yeah, it was out of the blue, really. Um, no one really. Well, I didn't. I don't know about anyone else, but I, I, I didn't know of any rumours that he was going to be going to Maidenhead or anything. It just completely came out of the blue. Um, and then obviously uh, there was two or three of uh, our main players had left, uh, followed him straight over there. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a, it was an opportunity for him. I think they were in the Conference South at the time. Um, and it would have been difficult for him to turn down. But, yeah, it was a shame because he was building something good at Windsor at the time. And uh, I don't know, you'd have to speak to Dennis whether um, maybe he uh, whether he regrets that or not. But, um, yeah, you, you just got to do what you got to do. But, it, yeah, it was, a, it was good times. And did you, if I'm, my memory serves me correct, did you join Dennis like that following season? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What was Dennis. that like for you? Like, was that the step up to Conference South? Yeah, it was a lot different. Um, I think the the league that Windsor were in at the time and the leagues that, that sort sort of um, I think that's that's the biggest step going up from sort of the Premier at the time to the Conference South was that biggest step. You noticed the sort of like the speed of play, um, how you've got to be on switched on constantly for ninety minutes. You can't afford to take uh, take your mind off the game for one second, otherwise you you're going to get yourself in trouble. Um, but yeah, it was it was a big step up. Um, I think I got used to it, um, and then yeah. But um, um, again, Dennis was there probably only for about six months or so while I was there. Um, but you know, like he's uh, I've got a lot of time for Dennis, and I'm I'm glad he he got me down to Windsor and started me off there. And then you rejoined the club under Simon Lane. What what, yeah. what attracted you to come back? No, it was just everything uh, around the club, really. I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere. Um, it's a family club. You know, like, it's a, 
it, you just feel welcome there. I mean, you, if you look at the fans yourself, Geggy and and um, and all the lads down there, they're people that have grown up watching the team. You know, like you see pictures from back in the day, you'll still see the same people there week in week out. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It, you know, it's it's a really good club. I mean, you can go in the bar after, you know, everyone's named. You can have a beer with everyone, have a chat, and the. And the one thing I do notice, which I've noticed at other clubs, is when times are bad, then the fans will be getting on your back. At Windsor, that never seemed to happen. Like you could, you could be on a bad run for weeks and weeks, but you'd never feel that pressure of the fans getting on your back. You know, um, and yeah, like I think we all appreciated that. Absolutely. And, and Jake, you you then joined, I think, at a similar time. What attracted you to Windsor? Was it the influence of Ryan? Um, and was that also the first time that you played together? Yeah, so certainly Ryan like, had a big influence in me coming down there. And I actually think Ryan that probably was the first time he played in the same team. Like it was to be fair, that's taken me back down memory lane what Ryan was saying there, because I remember his early days, because I was about I was only about 14, 15, you know, and I was travelling with you, Ryan, one night to go and uh yeah. in your mashed up Volkswagen golf, I remember. <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> go down the relief yeah. road and I'd get there for like quarter past one, you know, and um, Dave Carroll would be on the fruity, you know, <laughs> before the game. And then we'd be playing Paul and all that lot, Tilbs and everyone would be there. And then I remember, I used to love them days. I never had matches on Saturdays because I, I was playing for like, I think God knows who I was playing for when I was 14, 15, but I used to love it. It was a day out for me, you know, and then watching, watching that and then watching you lot, I think you, there was that game that sticks in my mind. Didn't you do well in the, um, in the trophy and you played... I've come yeah. up with the team. It was quite a big team. Aylesbury we played, I think. After the Vauxhall Motors game, it was Aylesbury. I think that was my first game, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I remember them days. But yeah, I think the, yeah, the influence of Ryan being down there was obviously like attractive to me to come down. But I remember we played, I was playing for Uxbridge at the time, um, Geggy, and um, we played, we beat actually, we beat Windsor uh, at Uxbridge, I think 3-0 or 3-1. Um, and I had a stormer in that game, and then I think uh, for Uxbridge, and then um, there was I sort of I had a bit of a fallout with one or two people at Uxbridge, right? Remember, and um, they, Windsor had an evening game at Hillenden Borough, and I remember I finished training with Uxbridge, and then I snuck in the car straight from there and drove down, and I met up with with Simon Lane and had a chat yeah. with him, and he said that because this is only about a, a couple of weeks after that Windsor game. And he remembered, obviously, me from there and said, look, yeah, we'll, we'll have you down here all day. So, And that was it. And then my first game was, Win I think, Winchester City away. And we, I think we scraped a 1-0 win. And, to, you know, it wasn't actually far off. It wasn't long after that that actually Simon went. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a shame with Simon because he got a good side together down there. It just, for some reason or another, it just wouldn't click. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. like, Because I always thought, like, Simon, I mean, you look at, Pretty much all of the successful team under Keith, most of them yeah. came under Simon. Like Simon signed most. Yeah, of if you look, you had Ben Porter, you had Chen's. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, sort of, the main core of the squad was yeah from from Simon Lane really yeah obviously uh, like, you know Keith brought in a a few players just to add to the quality but yeah he, he, it was a good good side he had down there Simon. Why do you think it didn't click for him? I'm not sure, and I don't think any of us 
are really as well. It weren't a, a case of fact, it weren't motivation or anything. I think everyone went out with the same mentality. It just weren't happening for mm. some reason. I, I just, yeah, I can't really put my finger on it, to be honest. The, the, the relationship was there, you know, like between the players and, and mm. Simon and the staff and that, you know, and, you know, and, and, and the banter was still there between all the boys. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I don't know why it didn't click, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you even, even had Martin Williams down there, didn't you? I mean, what a player he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a player. I forgot about him. But yeah, Thank obviously, you. obviously Scotty coming down as well. It just had a, it had just, a, it was just a different dimension, you know. What the did they do to change things? What did like when Keith and Jim come in? Like, how I were think, they? I think a lot of it was a, a lot. Of, it was probably discipline, to be honest with you. I, um, they, they. I'm not saying Simon didn't, but. Keith and and uh, Jim knew how to get the best out of every individual player, um, and there was a bit of a fear factor there as well. You know, like you you knew that you um, you know if if you went out there and and you weren't having your best game, you were going to get told about it. Whereas, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I think so, there were two completely different types of managers, um, Simon yeah. and and Keith. You know. Um, yeah, like obviously, like yeah, you were sort of like dreading coming in at half time if you were losing at half time and you're having a bad game with with, with Scotty. Whereas with with Simon, you sort of like you know you you come in and you you knew you had to put things right, but you sometimes maybe just needed that kick up the arse to do it. Yeah. It weren't just Scotty, though, it's Jim as well. You know, oh, both, yeah. both of them yeah. gave him hair dryer treatment. You know, like yeah. <laughs> sometimes before a game even started. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think it was just a different dimension that they give it. Like you're right, Ryan. Discipline um, and work work rate as well. Like you know, like the, the amount of fitness we done. You know, and we were by far the fittest team that season when we won the league, but on 101 points. Yeah, and there were so many games. Obviously, we don't have the stats brought up like you do on Sky Sports News and stuff. But if you could, um, I'd like to see how many games we won. You know, we scored a winner in the last five or ten minutes. And well, now, yeah, we we were at pre-season. He was touching us the tires, wasn't he? Run, running up and down the great Great Walk Hill, weren't we? Yeah, up and down, up and down with tires, timing <laughs> us. Yeah, that <laughs> was off the running. There. That was off the running there. From, yeah, we had to get to the training ground. We had to get to the uh, Stag Meadow, run to the the Great Hill, which was what, which was probably like a couple of kilometers in itself. Yeah, in it, and yeah. <laughs> then then you strapped a tire to your back. <laughs> And dragged it up a hill about four hundred yeah. times, and then run back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, work rate was one of them. But then, like that's you know the, the quality of the football as well. Like it was, it was something that I'd never experienced before. Like you know that that season, not just the season we won the league, but the season before when we finished second, um, and we just ran out of steam at the end. But that season, I think the actual quality of the football and the pitch had a part to play in it because you know we had. We had the best pitch in the league, didn't we? For those, yeah, probably still is now, Giggy. I've not actually been there yeah, for a while, yes, but yes. you know, um, but well, I say, you know, like most pitches now are 3G or 4G, so you know, you can't really compete. But for me, you can't beat playing on on a nice grass pitch, you know. Um, so, um, but yeah, those, those were the days. That season you talked about, and we finished second. I mean, it was probably it was only the re- I guess the only the fact that Truro were in the league, who were a quality side that year. Yeah, the only reason we didn't win that 
league that year. Yeah, and you look at their wages as well. They were flying down in helicopters to some of the games and stuff. So you just can't compete with them sort of wages. They are players who could have played in the in the professional leagues who were going down there and playing. Mm. Um, uh, but we could give it a good go. And I think that was that the season we went Truro on a Tuesday night. And yeah. we narrowly, we had two players sent off, narrowly lost. And their, oh, one of their goals was about five yards off the pitch when it was a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, ran, he ran the ball back in and the ref didn't see it. Oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah like it was yesterday. I, I, think that, I think we were joint on points with him or something at the time. Um, we were, we were think, ten points. We were ten points clear of them like a few weeks before. We went for a bad spell, yeah. so we were out of form really going into the playoffs, weren't we? Yeah, and, and yeah. We got beat by Didcot in the semi, uh, but we had a few injuries uh, that day. I was injured. I, I think. I think maybe I might be talking nonsense here, but I was definitely sat in the stand with another player. I think it might have been Joe Chandler. Um, yeah, might have been. I think the pair of us were sat there watching the game, and um, and we only narrowly uh, lost as well. But it was disappointing because it's heartache, isn't it? You feel like you've gone a whole season travelling to places like Truro on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and you ain't got nothing to show for it. But fortunately, obviously, we we at least we we got the um, the Burks and Bucks uh, cut, and then obviously yeah, because you scored in Jake, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, why, that's why, why we're up, Jakey. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was a good day. That was a good day. Nice to get some silverware, you know. So. That final was remembered for two things: your goal and uh, Dave Tilbury's cool. nice little <laughs> tackle on Casey. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, he buried him, didn't he? <laughs> oh my god! Snapped him in half. That was unbelievable. <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> What was that like, though, getting to play? I mean, I know you guys have probably played at decent stadiums a few times, but actually getting to play at, you know, a ground like MK Dons. I I remember, right, because at at that time, we we played Maidenhead in the semis at at Maidenhead and we beat them uh, 1-0 or 2-1 or something like that. Um, And I remember we got to the final and all I had it in my head was, oh, the final will be at, um, I thought it would be at Adams Park. So... I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, rub my hands together playing at Adams Park. And then I think it might be you, Ryan, said, ah, oh, now the final's at MK Dons. And I was like, oh, what? Because I never knew they had a nice ground. I was like, oh, that's a shame. But then when I, when I got home and I Googled it and I looked at, um, looked at their ground, I was like, yeah, buzzing. <laughs> you know, because it was, it was a lovely stadium for that level, even now. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was unreal, wasn't it? Yeah. Pitch, pitch was lovely, lovely stadium, you know, and, and then obviously to, to, to nick it 1-0 as well and, and, and lift the cut was, was good, but. And that probably gave us a bit of a platform going into the following year as well. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I think we went into the following season full of confidence, didn't we? I think like it was a case where we sort of knew we were going to get promoted. Yeah. Um, and nothing was really going to stop us, was it? We were just full of confidence. Yeah. But the, the, the following the following season, I remember because we one or two players left, like key players. I remember Coiny left, and you know I think everyone was like, "Wow, that's a massive blow." Yeah, I think Will Dunlop as well, wasn't it? Will Dunlop and Coyne. Well, yeah, I think a lot of players signed for Burnham, didn't they? I think, was it was it was that when Jarvo got the job at Burnham? And then I think he sort of like... Yeah, that's right, yeah. a few players away and, you know, it was a shame. But then obviously, Scotty and Jim brought in the likes of Fags and um, and Brucey and and players like that and, and Scott Thomas and, you know, and, and then we just rebuilt. And then I remember we went to um, Cinderford away, first game of the season. And we nicked a 1-0 in the last five or ten minutes. But it wasn't a fantastic performance, if I remember right. 
it wasn't a great performance. And then I think at that point, I was thinking, God, this is going to be a long season because I think we thought we'd comfortably beat Sindiford. But then we just, we grew and grew and grew. We just got better. And then we just went on a, like, an amazing run, didn't we? We, were, we didn't yeah. lose until March or something. Yeah. And then the floodgates opened, I remember, didn't it? It was, it was a panic up because I think, then we lose to like Bridgewater. Then we lost a couple in a row, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, we went Bridgewater away, didn't we? We lost... Um... I think we, we might have had a few injuries and I think they changed the formation that day and it just didn't work out. Yeah. yeah and there was, there was a little bit of a panic up, but th- it was, it was strange because I think we only conceded something like 22 goals the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, defensive record was unreal. Yeah. Um, and I think we were second highest scorers. So yeah. to think that you would actually struggle to actually get over the line, you know, would be an understatement, wouldn't it? Right. 101 points and like say Tottenham finished on 100, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Ryan, a question for you there. Because obviously that time you we had like Rob Bullivant in goal. Yeah. Coops, Butler, Fakes, yourself. How important is it as a defender to have a back line that you can like really trust? And, you know, what made that particular defence so strong in that season? You say we only conceded 20-odd goals. Again, I think it was just experience. Um sort of position, knowing your positions um, and reading the play. And, you know, when you've got an experienced backline next year and you know that if you mess up, someone's going to be there to sweep up behind you. Um, and you just had, you, you went into the games full of confidence, knowing that you could trust everyone alongside you. And I think it was the same with them as well. We all had that trust. Um, and so that's the best defence I think I've ever played in. Um, we, I mean, and, and it was the strength in depth as well. I mean, you look, you had we had Dave Woosley there that season, and uh, I mean, he he couldn't get in the side. I mean, like Coops and Butts were so solid at that centre half there that Dave Woosley, who's who's a non-league legend, who's played in the football league, um, great lad, great player. Um, and he couldn't get in the side. And then obviously, the, you know, he ended up part in the following season. He's playing regularly at Slough Town, I think, in the league above, you know. And it's just, just a, yeah, a really good defence we had there. And Jake, was that the same for you in more forward positions? So like having you on one wing, Joe Chandler on the other, Chen's up top. Did that kind of, you know, similar to what Ryan's saying there, you have that kind of backline, but we obviously had that real strength up up top where it seemed yeah. like we all knew each other's game inside out. Yeah, we, we, we were quite diverse, weren't we? With, like, with our attacking, like we, we were great down either wing, uh, Joe on one side, me on the other. But, it, you know, the two central midfielders, we had uh, obviously Brucey, who's left-footed. So that suited me. So every time he got the ball, it naturally, it was just pinging balls out almost blind because he knew that, you know where to put it in the area to put it in and then from my perspective I just like to get the ball and then just just whip it into an area and and you know Chen's yeah I've told him a million times how many drinks he owes me for like the amount of assists that I, that I gave him it was unbelievable but uh, uh but yeah like but he was always he was always in the right place at the right time and every every player that we brought in was um we had um Gavin Smith as well like came in and and you know what everyone we very rarely brought in a player who had an ego. Like I can't really think of one. Everyone who came in knew that they were part of a squad. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, there was no mm. egos where if someone wasn't starting, they'd kick off. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, you know, we had players that of such quality 
but we're, we're quite content to actually sit on a bench for, for a game or two and then come on and, and help the team out and then find themselves starting the next game. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the midfield the, and, the, and the, um, the forward line was just, was just unreal. And, and really, we were quite fortunate with injuries as well. You know, we didn't really have too many long-term injuries, you know, because things might have been different if, you know, say, you know, key players like Chen's or something like that might have got a, you know, like a long-term injury, but never really did, you know, apart from a niggle here and there. Ben Porter's probably the one. He, I, think, I think Ben Porter's had a long-term injury since he was 18. <laughs> Do you know? Um, yeah, but we're still playing, well, though. We he's, got, still yeah, playing. No. he's still playing. He's still playing. I know. Fair play to him, man. Yeah. I mean, no, we, there, there was a bit of a panic as well when, because Bully got injured, didn't he? Right at the end of the season. <laughs> we, had, we had to bring in, um, was it James Courtnage from um, Staines oh, on loan? And I he came you, in. And he... I thought you were going to tell me when he fell, I thought you were going to say when he fell down the step ladders. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's how he got injured, wasn't it? <laughs> he's still building his house now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what was it like to finally win it and those celebrations on that last game against VT? Oh, I know. Oh, brilliant. What 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 I um experience that was. Yeah. Uh, do you know the the only shame about it was that it was on a Tuesday night and not a Saturday, really. Um obviously it, it, a lot of people having to go to work the next day, but I mean we still made the most of it from what we could, but yeah, if that was a Saturday, that would that we would have been yeah. probably going going on till Monday morning celebrating. But yeah, it was a, a great feeling. I mean, I all them months, all them months yeah. of hard work and fighting fighting for each other on the pitch, and then it all comes down to that final day, and just to um, yeah, just to nick it on that one nil win. It was one nil, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was a, a great great evening. Yeah, it was um God, what's his name who scored the winner? Nathan Jack. Nathan Jack got the winner, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then we weren't I wouldn't say we were we weren't holding on at all. I mean, I felt like we was quite comfortable. It felt comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, but I think made it sweet. What made it sweeter is there were, there was a lot of AFC Tottenham fans, weren't there, that travelled down, obviously hoping that we were going to draw or lose. And then obviously and then obviously it didn't. But I remember I remember um when the final whistle went and um yeah, that was that was an unreal feeling. That was, you know, to win it to, to win the to win a playoffs and get promoted is is is, is amazing in itself. But to win outright on 101 points, conceding 22 goals or whatever it was, was just um, was unreal, really. Now things broke up quite quickly after that game um, and I won't get into the politics of it but how hard was that for the players and if the squad had stayed together how far do you think that squad under Keith and Jim could have gone we talk about this a lot Ryan don't we yeah yeah and I think like you know the, the sort of the sky was the limit really I, you know it's, it's um, like I say politics aside God knows what, what's involved in that but yeah you're right the squad broke up massively I think more more players sort of left and went to Hemel and Maidenhead and places like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was such a shame because everyone was on such a high, excited for the following season in the league above. And then it just broke up and it was, yeah, a massive shame. I can't, I can't really sort of put into words, that, you know, what, what it was like because they, those were like for me, you know, they, they, they were sort of my best days, you know, of playing football, my most, my most enjoyable days, you know, and you almost feel like, 
not robbed not robbed of them you know because obviously you know there's there's reasonings behind it but it's it's a shame such a shame because there's such a great bunch of lads such a great yeah. bunch of lads that sort of went off in their own directions and the thing is obviously Jake me and you we played in that league the following season obviously you stayed at Windsor and I went to Hemel but I noticed the quality in that league as well and to be honest with you there wasn't a lot difference to what we were playing in the league the season before and obviously, if we had decided, I mean, you saw how, win, how well Windsor done like under, obviously, a lot of the, the politics and that that was going on there at the time. And Hemel, where a lot of us went to, and you see how well both teams, and you think to yourself, if, if that team that we had at Windsor with all them players joined together would have gone into that league above, you know, it could have been a, a successful season in, in the Premier as well. Um, and personally, I would have thought we would have been up there challenging in that league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the thing is, what we had, what we had with that team that went up that season, like obviously I've mentioned, like the the discipline, the work rate, the actual quality of football, getting the ball down and play, and the, the type of goals we were scoring were were unreal for that for that level. But on top of that, we had morale as well. Like morale was always high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no, know, like going into the changing room, particularly at home on a Saturday. You look forward to that. Like, you know, you, you're finished training on the Thursday. If you've got a home game on the Saturday, you're already looking forward to it, regardless of who you're playing. Because the, yeah. ban- the banter in the change room before the game, especially on a nice summer's day, was just, was just, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was a changing room full of characters, wasn't it? Like, you know, you, yeah. you might have had the odd uh, pl- uh, quiet lad here and there, but mm. obviously, like, you, you had the, um, you know, you, the Fags, Brucies, like, and... You know, Scotty and Jim. Scotty and Jim were part of that banner as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's I right. Remember, um, I remember in the warm-up, like we always used to, we always used to banter Scotty off for his pinstripe suits, uh, suits, and then uh, Faye, <laughs> he always used to hang his blazer up you know, on the same peg every day, and then uh, Faye's grab. <laughs> Everyone's in their warm-up gear and that. You know, you warm up on Stony Stratford out the back, and. Um, <laughs> Faze has put on uh, Scotty's uh, blazer and he's gone out there and done the warm-up the next minute you've heard Fags! you look across all you can see is, is, is Scotty chasing after Fags across the pitch he's dived over the fence around the back and went and hung, hung his blazer back up on the side but, but it was just like loads of little bits of banter like all the time like that kept morale up and when morale's high you play, you play better together without a doubt yeah. you know Now, Jake, as you like alluded to, you stayed. Um, and in fairness to Mudgy, that following season, I mean, he did build uh-huh. they built up a solid side from, from yeah. nothing that, that competed. How did how much did you enjoy, I guess, that season in the Premier? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I guess by the same token, how difficult was it with everything that was happening off the pitch at the club? Um, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. And, and like you say, fairness to Mudgy, he come in and done well because he, he had to rebuild as well for obvious reasons. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's coming. I think at one point, not long before we went into liquidation, I think we were like seventh or eighth in the league, you know, and, and only a few points off the playoffs. So, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of remarkable, really, how, how well we'd done, being the fact that I think the first game of the season, I think I might be wrong, I think it was the first game, I think we took a slap in from Siren Sister at home. I think it was like 4-0 or something. They, they, they battered us. And I think everyone at that point was thinking, God, this is going to be, this is going to be a hard season. You know, like no one wants to be in a relegation battle, especially after just being promoted. 
But then I think we went away to Tiverton um, and we, we nicked a point there. And then we just built on that, actually. And we, we had some well good results. You know, I, I, um, I think we beat Hendersford, uh, Bashley, uh, Brackley. That was, that was a result and off. We yeah. went to Brackley, beat them 2-0. And they were favourites to win the league. Um, but, you know, we had, like I say, Woos, Woos was um, a massive part of that team. Massive, you know, as the captain with his experience. Um, and then, like I say, Mudgee brought in a few, um, few additions which sort of... Um, Sort of firmed up the midfield. Uh, Chen stayed, I stayed, and um, um, I'm having a brain freeze here. Um, Dave Pierce. Dave Pierce, man, what a player! He just blossomed. As a front three, that was yeah, front three. I mean, Pierce, I was like, wow. Like, I don't. I think his ability was always there, but he just grew with confidence every single game. His his technique, his his skill, like the way he moves. And then it was no surprise that from there on, he just, he kept on progressing. You know, I think he went on, he, he moved to Hemel with me uh, after, after we went into liquidation and then Chesham. And, and I, I still think to this day, he could have gone higher. Um, but, you know, that's, that's easier said than done. But yeah, no, but we did, we'd done really well that season. And it's a shame actually, because, you know, I think there was only about what, eight, nine, 10 games left, you know, till the end of the season when we went into liquidation. And it would have been nice to see if we would have finished in the playoffs because, why not, you know? And how difficult was that with everything that was going off the pitch? And and in particular for people like you and Chen's that had been there for quite a while to kind of go into that last game, knowing it's, you know, the last game that the club's ever going to play. But yeah, it was emotional. It was because like I say, I mean, like leading up to that, leading up to that day, you know, that was a huge part of, you know, my last sort of few years um, there, you know, a huge part of my life. Um, and, at, you know, at, especially at that age, I took football, well seriously you know like it's uh you know as you get older in non-league you sort of you come to realization that nothing's going to come of it and you're you know you're you're destined for non-league you know but i think at a young age you still think there's that chance that maybe something you know you can progress and move up but yeah that was that was an emotional day but then obviously windsor fc forms you know a, a year mm. later and then that was a chance you know and and yeah, well that says a lot that's a lot of credit to windsor and eaton and exactly what me and Ryan have just been saying about the morale of the club and everything like that, and how many players came back, you know, to play at Combine mm. Counties level. And I mean, those players, some have been playing at Conference South, you know, Very much so. that season, Ryman Prem, Southern Prem, and, you know, all those players from Hemel coming back again, you know, and that was nothing to do with money or anything like that, you know, just to be clear, that was, that was to do with the love of the club and just wanting to play with them players again. And, you know, in, in front of you, in front of you fans. So, and then it's a shame that obviously that's another story, and I know it's not part of this topic, but that's a shame that we never had the chance to progress with Windsor FC as well. But you know, hey ho. What do you think when you look back? What did make Windsor and Eton so special for both of you? I don't know. There was something. I know, I know it's a bit cliche to say this, but it was almost something magical about the club, really. It was, um, it was just that feeling coming through the gates on a Saturday and, you know, from the, the Tuesday nights and the Saturdays was obviously the, the supporters and the atmosphere. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there was a thousand fans a week there, but you knew that the ones that were there were there to support you. And, and uh, you know... And you could, as I said before, you could have a drink, you could have a chat and sort of like you just knew everyone on a friendly basis. And I think I was lucky enough as well that every 
uh, Windsor team that I was part of down there, we had a great squad, um, you know, great lads, um, very few egos, if, if any. Um, and it was just, you know, like you could, you could go to work on a Tuesday and look forward to going to training on a Tuesday night, the same on a, as a Thursday. Um, and obviously people talk about like, you know, clubs having Tuesday club where they go drinking after training and stuff like that. I mean, we were, it, for us, it was Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. It was like, it was, it was like an, a family feel, you know, um, and it was, it was just a, a joyous time. And, uh, you know, it, sometimes, you, you know, you sit there and think about it and it, you can get quite depressed thinking about it, thinking that you're not going to have them years back. Um, but I think we, I think we made the most of it. Um, from, from what we had and yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing about it it was just it was a great time what about you Jake? I think Ryan said it all to be honest yeah there's not much more to say than that yeah I feel exactly the same and I think if you asked anyone else you know that same you know that same question I think everyone would give you the same answer even to the people like obviously the, the Malcolms and people like that around the club you know who, who sort of like blood sweat and tears mm. for the club and like and and Obviously, what a bloke Malcolm is, you know, like the amount of like last we've had, a, 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 you know, with him and about him and that. But, he, you know, he takes everything on the chin. He's just a great bloke um, and he would do anything for the club. And you've got a few a few people around the club like that who would just, who would just do anything for him. Yeah, Malcolm so, still got that Leeds United page three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quartz was there last week. At, he was at the Legends thing last week, and he took a picture and sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must have turned brown by now. Yeah, it is. You know, like when you tea stain a, a piece of paper to make it look old. That's what this Leeds United poster is like. Yeah, <laughs> you have to love him. Right, I'm now going to ask you uh, five quick-fire questions. Um, they're not necessarily going to be easy, but let's go. So, fav- start with you, Jake. Favourite goal scored for Windsor? Oh, favourite goal scored. Favourite goal scored. Um, probably um, at home to Northley. I remember it, it, was just a, it was just a league game. It was just a standard league game, but... Yeah, it was it was quite far out. It was about twenty five yards, and I just uh, pinged it in the top corner. Yeah, home to Northley. Yeah, that's my favourite. Ryan, God, I think I only scored about two goals. So that wins it a whole time. This one should be easy for you, right? Yeah, I know this one. You got to tell Paul Smithson this one. Yeah, it was the uh, Newport Isle of Wight, the cross. Still to this day, that was a cross come shot. I'm telling you, I saw the keeper off his line, and I thought, hang on a minute, if if, if I sort of half cross it, half shoot, yeah, I might have a chance. But oh, I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd hear this conversation again. I thought we put this to bed a few years ago, Ryan. <laughs> did I admit it? Did I? <laughs> All right, most yeah. memorable most memorable game you played in for Windsor. Oh, that, that it's got to be that game we won at home the Tuesday night to win the v, VD VT um, VT yeah. yeah yeah that's most memorable yeah Jake same yeah VT at home yeah definitely all right this one's probably slightly easier for you Jake but best manager played under at Windsor Keith Scott uh, Ryan 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Definitely, Keith Scott. Yeah, yeah. Oh, say I, I, I don't want to take anything away from any of the rest of them. You know, they all had their sort of different um, managerial um, ways of doing things. Um, I enjoyed my time under all of them, but definitely Keith Scott. Okay, this is now now again to the the, the tricky ones. Best player played with at Windsor, and you can't name each other. Jesus. Oh, I'd, I'd say, uh, I don't know, this is a tough one because well, there's two that stick out in my mind. It really is uh, Dave, probably Dave Carroll or um, Martin Williams. I think it's hard to choose Martin Williams. one of the two. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. I, you, weren't, you weren't there with Wavy anyway, were you, Jake? Nah, nah. I was with Willow. Willow. Martin Willow. Williams, yeah. He, he just... He was just, just a magician, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'll, I'll go with Chen's. Just, you know, like his, his goal record alone really sort of like speaks for itself, doesn't it? You know, he was prolific. So. Best player played against? Oh, I'll tell you who was good. Um, the hardest one I played, the the hardest to deal with was that Bub who was at Farnborough. Oh, yeah. I was like, just thinking the same thing. Bradley yeah. Bub, yeah. That he was day, he was unbelievable. Well, the thing is, they had they had a couple of good players. Who was the other uh, the other forward they had? Was it was it McDonald? Was it that Dean McDonald? Yeah, Dean McDonald. He was good. Yeah, they, yeah, they had a good. That was a good squad. Yeah, we only we lost that one nil, but I mean they 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 played us off the park farm right that day. They were the league above us, and we played them in the trophy or the FA Cup the trophy. The trophy. Yeah, we lost one nil, but they absolutely. Another, another good player was that one from Digcourt who went to. I think he ended up being pro yeah. after that, didn't exactly. he? Um, who was the sentiment for the ginger sentiment fielder? Jack King, yeah. Jack King, yeah. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. He went Preston, yeah. He was at Preston, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think to be fair, if, if you gave me more time to think, I'll probably um I'll probably be able to think of one or two more players, but I'll go with I'll go with the same as Ryan on that. That um that Bub and that McDonald, and it just happened to be in the same game. They were just they yeah. were unplayable. Yeah, I think I think it's it, you know, I'm not Maybe we played against better players, but that that them games just stand out, and you know yeah. it stand out in memory. We didn't lose. Yeah. We didn't lose too many, did we? That's the thing. So we didn't lose too, yeah. too many games. That's true, right? Yeah, that Farnborough game was one of them. So obviously, you just like your brain just turned straight to the game that you lost, and, yeah. and like they were that you know you couldn't get near them. I remember. Well, gents, listen. Thank you so much. Some great memories. No problem. Here. Really appreciate it. Um, and thank you very much for everyone for downloading once again and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our next guest I'll speak to you all soon